0: I want to try and encourage you again in the word this morning, Mark chapter, Matthew chapter 4. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 4. And we'll just do one point this morning and then we may just see how we get on from there later. Matthew 4. So instead of doing a recap, I'll, re- I'll run through this. Then was Jesus led up the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Remember, right, spiritually. Everything's spiritual here. Spiritually. Of course, he was literally tried. But this is spiritually. The devil comes. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was in hungered, right, physically. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones be made bread. Right, mentally. He was mentally challenged. If thou be the Son of God. Verse 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Right, scripturally there. Life must be uh, scripturally based. Our walk must be scripturally based. Verse 5. Then the devil taketh him. Up into a holy city and setteth him upon the pinnacle of the temple. Right positionally there. And we looked at our position in Christ. Where we are positionally in him. Verse 6. And saith unto him. If thou be the son of God cast thyself down. For it is written. He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up. lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus saith unto him. It is written. Again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Right? Humility. He humbled himself under the will and word of his father. Humility. We looked at that last week. Now, staying in verse 7, Jesus saith unto him, It is written again. Notice the devil comes again and again. So, again, it is written. Right? Persistently. Persistently. So, that's where we want to... Uh, look at this morning and sometimes we think that once we get the victory over a one-time uh, occurrence with uh, the enemy of our souls once we get a deliverance as it were we think well you know there's no more problem we can sail on as we like and there's never going to be any more problems in our life there's never going to be any more trials there's never going to be any more temptations there's never going to be any more hurts and all of these things now that isn't true Because the devil is persistent. He is persistent. He will come again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and so on. So persistently we want to look at. Notice, the devil is persistent, but I want you to write this in your heart. But so is the word of God. The devil is persistent, but so is the word of God. Verse seven, Jesus saith unto him, it is written again. I'm telling you again, the word of God. So while the devil may be persistent, so is the word of God. The devil not only tried again, but first Peter one and verse 25 tells us of his persistence, but it says, but the word of the Lord endureth. Forever. Forever. I'm going to tell you something. Do you know the devil will not endure forever? <laughs> but the word of the Lord will endure for how long? Forever. How long for? Forever. forever. So what God has spoken, what God has said, remains and will always endure forever. And the devil will be cast. Into a lake of fire. There's going to be a time when your body and my body, if we uh, if we uh, sleep in Jesus, if we pass away this life, that our body we will be resurrected and glorified. So we'll not have the old flesh to tempt us or to be tempted. We'll not have the old flesh to say, "Ouch, my aches and pains and so on." And there's going to come a time that we will be fashioned like on the Christ's own glorious body. And that old tempter, the seducer, the devil, he will be cast into the lake of fire. And you and I will be living in complete freedom and redemption of the Lord. So notice this. Whenever we think of the devil as persistent, remember, his days are numbered. He knoweth he hath but a short time. He's only got a short time left. Why? Because Christ is coming. Glory to his name. Christ will return. The difference lies here in this. I'm I'm going to try and keep this as simple as I can. The difference lies here. You have persistence and then you have perseverance. Persistence of the devil and the perseverance of the saints. I'm going to say it again. I want you to get it. You have the persistence of the devil. And you have the perseverance of the saints. It says again in verse 8. Look at it. Look at verse 8, please. Again, the devil taketh him up into exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Notice again. There's the word again. Again. Persistently coming. So you have the persistence of the devil. Sometimes in our lives things are happening and You wonder when you're going to get a break, don't you? But yet you're still here. Aren't you? You're still here. You've turned up this morning. What brought you here? Your own flesh? Not at all. You'd have pulled a duvet over your head. You know you would have. What brought you here? The Word in you. The Spirit of God in you. The Lord Jesus is in you. And so because of that, you've got out of bed. Among all your troubles and all your problems. And all your trials, you're still here. You've the perseverance of the saints is the faith that's living in you. So you have persistence and you have perseverance. Something to remember before we go a little bit further. And again in verse seven, and there's a, is greater than the again in verse eight. Why don't you write that down? And remember that the again. In verse 7. Is greater than the again. In verse 8. I'll say it one more time. The again in verse 7. Is greater than the again in verse 8. Why? It is written again. Verse 8. Again the devil comes. Well so what devil? It is written again. The word is forever settled in heaven, it endureth forever, and you're going to the lake of fire. So it's greater. Remember that. Now I notice here, it's a bit like a Bible study more this morning, isn't it, really? So let's get into the scriptures a bit more. Notice Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power. And remember in verse one, in our beginning of our reading, he is led into the wilderness by the Spirit. devil didn't have full charge over him. The devil wasn't the one who called him and drew him into the wilderness. It was the Holy Spirit. Think about it. The Holy Spirit took him into the wilderness. Why? Because he had to be tried and he had to be tested because of the anointing that came upon him in the river when he was baptised. And so what happens is we think because we have sensed the Lord's presence, because we have received an anointing of the Lord, and because we've been so blessed in the meeting that everything's going to be hunky-dory, everything's going to be wonderful, never any more problems, but that's when it's tested. God has called me to a ministry, or God has called me to this, and and that's fantastic, but it will be tested. You're not going to send a soldier into battle until he's been tried. Until he's been tested. And so your testing and your trial. Is for something greater that God has for you. So stay firm. Stead fast in the faith. And see what he'll do. You know what it says about the Lord Jesus. When he came out from 40 days and 40 nights. Hungry, tired, weary. And tested of God. Tempted by the devil. It says he come out again in the power of the Holy Spirit. Who wants their lives to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit? I do. Well, you know, see all the troubles you're having and all those trials and all the bashings and beatings and all that stuff that comes against you. Stand firm. You know why? You're going to come out in the power of the Spirit. God will use you for what you've come through. God will take what you have stood firm and hard on His Word, and because of that, at the end of it, the Word is ingrained in your spirit, and that anointing that you'd received, you thought was away from you because you can't feel His presence. You know, it's not about feelings, don't you? Listen, say it was about feelings, I feel unsafe sometimes when I'm driving up a road no cyclists while they're in front of me. <laughs> I keep all going. We all do. I feel unsafe when somebody cuts me up on the road. Who feels unsaved at that time sometimes? You have to remember you are safe now. You have to remember you are safe. And all you, all you holy rollers, are flying about in your clouds saying you're not, well, you've just broke one of the commandments, okay? It's not about your feelings, it's about what he's done. It's about his accomplishments, it's about his finished work, it's about his precious blood, it's about his spirit living in us, it's about the authority of his word, and that's who we are. Remember, positionally, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ, not with Christ. We're still on the earth. We're still going through this. We're still in terra firma. We still have all the problems and the trials. We're still seeing all the things that's coming against us. But positionally, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. And because he's there, and then it's as oh, we're there. When you're praying, when you're trusting, you have a great high priest who's interceding for you. And he's standing like the high priest of Israel. He prayed for the people as though their sins were his. Did you know that when he went into the Holy of Holies? Do you know the Lord Jesus now? Paid our debt. Cast our sins away from us. Standing in the holy place. And he's praying as though our prayers are his prayers. Positionally you are in Christ. So remember this when the devil comes. Notice what John says. John 1 and 12. But as many as received him, the Lord Jesus, to them... Who has received the Lord Jesus Christ into their life? Who is trusted in the blood of the Lamb? Let us see your hands. Come on, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Come on. Well then, to you, to as many as has received Him, to them give He power. When you say power. power? Now that word power is exousia. It's not the word you would get for um, the gospel as the power of God unto salvation, which is dunamis, which we get the word dynamite from, dynamic power. The word exousia means God has given us in Him the right, the privilege, and the authority, the license to become the sons of God, the daughters of God. So now when the devil comes, you're saying, Hold on, devil, do you know what authority I have? Because I am seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You are defeated. He crossed your head on the tree. When he cried, it is finished. He brought me into him. You see, that's not bow the knee to this old serpent. But rather let's stand firm in the glories of Christ. Uh, the sons of God even to them that believe in his name. So perseverance of the saints... Isn't really something we do, although we do persevere. Although in the faith we dig deep. But the perseverance really isn't something we do because if we were left to our flesh, to ourselves, we wouldn't last too long, sure we wouldn't. Let's be honest, we'd be away. You'd be away back to where you were, you'd be away back maybe to what you were doing. Your, your mouth would be like the sewer pipe it was. You know, you'd be speaking the way you used to and living how you used to live. But why is it even when the trials come and you're feeling the, the heat of the day of it, you, you dig deep and you go on in it because there's something inside you, isn't there? The Lord is within and he's the one who's bringing you through. The perseverance of the saints isn't really something we do, although we do persevere in the faith. But every one of us that are born again, which have this authority and this power, this spirit within us, our perseverance is really, you ready, God's preservation. I want to say it again. Our perseverance, when we are getting through these things, is really God's preservation. So God is preserving you. Do you know the time whenever you felt, you know what, I give up. Yeah, I've had enough. On well, let's be honest. No times you say I can't take no more. You didn't keep yourself. He preserved you. There's not one thing we really do at all for our salvation. Do you know that? He preserves us in Christ. So let me put it like this because I'm building this up and I'm going to give you, it sounds like a big conundrum by the time I'm finished but I'll try and explain what I mean. Our perseverance is God's preservation in us. The devil's persistence should only prove God's preservation in us. So no matter how many times he comes and how long he is persistent at you what will come out of it is God's preserving you (laughs) devil you can try all you want and it might kick me sore but I'll tell you no man no devil will pluck me from my father's hand God is preserving his own. He's preserving you brother and he's preserving you sister. The devil's persistence should only prove God's preservation in us which causes perseverance to be seen in us. (laughs) So the devil's persistent at you. God is saying, but I'm preserving you and by the end of it, we see that the preservation of the saints. How did you come through that terrible time? I sort of feel myself very badly, you know. How did you get through it? I don't know. It was all of him. Isn't that right? I could look from all of you. the way down. Been your, some of your pastors have been here with me for maybe eight, ten years. Some of you have known for longer. Some just a brief period of time. And I know what you have gone through. Sometimes when the head's been bowed and you felt I can't go on, how did you get through? Well, it's good to be encouraged by the pastors or by whoever else. It's good though. But how did you get through? Listen, when the pastors go home, it's between you and God. At the end of the day, it's between you and God. It's him. I've preserved you. I've kept you in the palm of my hand. So, the devil's perseverance, no persistence, <laughs> getting lost myself now. The devil's persistence should only show God's preservance. Or he's preserving you. He's preserving me. So, I'm going to wrap this up in a few moments. Old R.C. Sproul, he's passed away now. This is what he wrote. True Christians can have radical and serious falls, but never total and final falls from grace. Grace of God abounds over all our sins. Now you know I believe in living right. So please don't get me wrong. You know I believe in living right. But his grace when we can't. His grace when we've fallen. His grace every day. Preserving us on. in God. When we're unworthy. Listen, he could say, don't you dare come around my table this morning. Some men and women might say that. But it's not up to them. (laughs) Thank the Lord. He could say, don't you come and break bread around my table this morning. That's not our heavenly father. He says, my grace, son, I love you. Daughter, I love you. Because I'll tell you the truth. There's not one man or woman in this place. From the very corner, to the corner, to this corner, to me, to here right the whole way around not one of us are worthy of this table not one of us it's a level playing field isn't it we all come sons and daughters possessions in Christ but see when this table is opened sinners saved by grace sinners saved by matchless sovereign grace Our perseverance should be seen of God's working, his preserving us. Philippians 1 and verse 6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he, that is the Lord, he which hath begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Listen, see that brother or that sister that's slipping up and you've noticed something? Don't run around telling everybody else about it. Don't be doing that. I don't even need to know about it unless somebody's in danger. You can go and talk and say, can I help your brother? Are you alright? Can I help your sister? And help them get on with it. You know why? Because God's not finished with that person yet. God's not finished with that son of his and that daughter of his. And listen, God's not finished with you either. Or me. God is still performing a work in you, brother, so don't give up. But Lord, I know, and look, I know what it's like. Seemed like I got saved. I got, the way I got saved was I had blinkers on for the things of God. And now looking back, I see all my foolishness as a young believer. I see my, the heart that, you know, the rose tinted glasses and everything was rosy and everybody loved everybody else, sort the glasses on. And I see all, I see, all, I wish it was back there sometimes, but I see the foolishness in a lot of it too. On, on how I thought and what I wanted to do and I was ready to run into the next thing I, I wanted to be this preacher I remember I went to Oman I tell you where it was it was in the cleft on a Saturday night remember the cleft that's where I met my darling wife it's closed down now <laughs> not because of that by the way just. She knows I love her, and there was a preacher on. I couldn't even tell you who he was, but he he, he just mesmerised me, and I thought this guy's great. And I went up to talk to him after. I says, "I want to be a preacher," and he says, "Do you?" He says, "I oh, says, good." And he walked away. And I thought, I thought I've told him, "He says, come on with me, and I'll show you. Come on, I'll teach you." It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Ministry comes from God and there's some people think they want it but God's doing a work in them and they try and run on ahead of God and do you know what happens they end up getting destroyed discouraged disillusioned so brothers and sisters that's only an example but there are many other things God is still working in all of us and he will perfect it the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ it's his work Do you see what I'm looking at as I look down here? Here's a full house in CET again this morning, and it's great to see God is doing a work. Not only in CET, but in the lives of you all. And God's not finished yet. He's still working. He's still moving. And there's a lot of ups and downs and mountains and valleys, and there's a lot of storms to come and devils to defeat and all of that stuff. But listen, you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus you are a son and a daughter of royalty. You don't need to take what the devil's sworn at you. Rise above it and claim the authority of the word of God in Jesus' name. Let me just round this up. First Peter 5 and 8. We ran on a little longer there, so bear with me a few minutes and we'll round this up. First Peter, please. chapter 5 verse 8 be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour see this big lion he's running about there out there somewhere he's walking about seeking whom he may devour now don't you get afraid yet ever but be cautious because the devil or the, the lion comes in the thickets, and what he does, he looks for the, the weak and the vulnerable and those who are straying, uh, and that's the animal that he attacks, isn't that right? And that's why there's those who are straying, and you're vulnerable. Once you're out there, you're devoured. And trying to get back into that fold or trying to get back in among the herd, if you want, it can be difficult. So don't stray, and it's easy to stray because what happens is, I call, you know, I know people. Um, they used to be morning and night at their meetings, or went out to a prayer meeting on a Tuesday night. They'd been out at everything, and all of a sudden they just stop turning up on a midweek, and they stop going to the prayer meeting, and then they don't really turn out on a Sunday night. They become a snow. A what? What's a snow? Sunday morning only. And what's a snow? Sunday night (laughs) only, and they become. I know what happens. They're starting to drift to the outer parts. People say, "But I don't need to go to the church." You're right, and I've already talked about that. But here's the thing: it's so easy to drift from there. So easy to drift from there, because you're not being accountable. Where people know where you are, that we can be where you are to help you. This devil. This lion that's walking about, don't you be afraid of him. You know why? I know another lion. He's a bigger, greater, stronger lion. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed Is the Lord Jesus Christ. You're in him. Notice verse nine. Whom resist steadfast in the faith? Resist the devil. Now, I know, look, and I've done it too. I've been guilty of it too. Rebuke the devil. You don't need to. Just resist them. Just ignore them. Resist the devil. Stealth, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. In other words, you're not on your own. People are feeling like you're feeling. People are struggling like you're struggling. You know, you come into church and everyone looks like. Well sure they're all praising the Lord but they don't know the problems I've got and their life must be perfect and you get home and think Lord what about my life? Look at everybody else. That's right. Isn't that true? That's right. Well see if you were a pastor you would be looking at it completely different. <laughs> completely different. See that person they've chosen to worship the Lord in spite of their difficulty. Did you hear that? They have chosen They give glory to God in spite of their problem. They're standing in the faith and they're saying, I am coming to you, the greater Lion. I'm not worried about this land that's in my life. That's why they look, that's why everybody else looks like their life is just great. And yours looks like it's going down the toilet, as it were, the tubes. But that's not true. Verse 10, but the God of all grace, isn't that lovely? The God of all grace. Who hath called us unto his eternal glory. That's where you're for. Headed for his eternal glory. How? By Jesus Christ. After that ye have suffered a while. What? I thought it was 10 ways to have a blessed life. Your best life now. Peter says, after you've suffered a while, and you go, I don't want to suffer. Well, that's just what's going to happen. We all suffer. And here it says that after you've suffered a while, make you perfect. See, every suffering that you're going through, it will make you perfect. Isn't that beautiful? In other words, there's a reward. There is a better life, but it's not this one. It's to come. Notice, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him, it's not about your or my glory, what we have done. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, with this, I'm closing. I'm finishing, actually. The persistence of the devil cannot outlast, nor can it outperform the preservation of the Lord in the saint. God is eternal, the devil is eternal. Not He cannot outlast God in you. Remember preservation is perseverance, and perseverance is greater than persistence. Have you got that? Do you understand what I mean now? God preserving you is greater and so preservation is. Is God's perseverance through you greater than the persistence of the devil? And preservation and perseverance is the Spirit's performance bringing you into perfection. May God bless His word to you this morning. Amen.